0: In this edition of Chat Over a Cuppa, we're here with Jenny Tan, Director of FoodCult, an F&B integrated communications agency focused exclusively on all things food and beverage. She is currently a committee member of the Singapore Chefs Association and the World Chefs' Congress 2024 Singapore and the World Chefs' Congress 2024 Singapore Bid Committee. Jenny has visited Sri Lanka several times and is a proud graduate of the Dilma School of Tea. Jenny, thanks for joining us. Tell us about the Singaporean tea drinkers. What are their preferences and trends in the industry?
1: Now, tea is a big part of the Singaporean lifestyle. In our local coffee shops that we call Kopi Singaporeans drink what we call Teh, which is essentially tea dust um, with condensed milk, right? And then of course you have the variations, which is like Teh Si, which is, you know, tea dust with evaporated milk, uh, you know, Teh Kao, which is like stronger tea, you know, with condensed milk. So you have a lot of variations. So tea generally is perceived as an everyday drink in Singapore, right? On top of that, there are also two categories of tea. Tea drinkers right so of course you have the premium tea drinkers which is where they appreciate you know Chinese tea, Ceylon teas, Japanese tea rituals you know and they embrace uh, the, the terroir, the culture, the tradition and these are purists you know they will go down to the granular to learn about you know the tea plantation, where is it from, the soil etc. So I guess you know the premium tea drinkers that's uh, a category that's always existed um, for a long time. Then there is what I call uh, which I find very interesting the new age tea drinkers uh, and I've really been very pleased, you know, to see how tea drinking has really evolved over the years and can be such a big part of the Singaporean lifestyle. Now so what falls under new age tea culture, right? Now one, the undeniable trend that has evolved uh, or really became so apparent um, during the pandemic is the bubble tea right and this was very obvious when singapore went into our lockdown in april 2020 and when it was announced on 21st of april that retail shops you know including the bubble tea shops would close the next day day, right there were snaking queues like overnight you know everybody went into a panic and then they bought like bubble tea in bulk So tea, you know, has really become very popular as well through this very, you know, everyday kind of treat, right, called the bubble tea. So under the new age, tea drinking category. Another trend that's really come up during the pandemic um, is the kombucha trend. Right, so now everybody's much more health conscious um, with COVID-19. And that's also led to a huge wave, you know, of kombucha appreciation and production as well. You see, you know, kombucha is being offered in most cafes these days. And there's also like big rise in the number of home brewers for kombucha, um, as well as home-based businesses. And here is where you can see a lot of interesting experimentation when it comes to tea. Um, so I was invited a few months ago to the home lab of a kombucha brewer and she showed me how she was experimenting with this range of tea bases from black tea, green tea, rooibos tea and then pairing them with local and even seasonal ingredients such as like pea flower, pandan, lychees, you know, for really unique flavors of kombucha so that's something which you know has been very heartening to see you know to see how tea has also um, evolved so now another place uh, in which we see tea being used in uh, is in alcohol and that you know has really been uh, very interesting um, so I had my first encounter with beer brewed with tea when I was at the Dilma Real High Tea Challenge Finals in Colombo, and it was a project by that incredible team from Chile. Now, when we were when we ran the Dilma Tea Inspired Awards in two zero one seven in Singapore, we had an interesting submission by nineteen twenty five Brewery and Restaurant, and as These guys also run a microbrewery in Singapore They used Dilma's Ceylon Spice Chai for their beer uh, and they named it God's Gift So it was designed to pair with like local Singaporean dishes, you know, and obviously this uh, really creative um, piece of work uh, won the special mention for best tea-inspired drink and also the overall winner for the awards. And it was really heartening to see that the guys, you know, have actually gone on to introduce more tea-based beers um, in their collection, which they kind of change from time to time. And this is also something that we see more and more local breweries going towards as well.
0: You have visited Sri Lanka many times, also for the Dilma Real High Tea Challenge finals. Tell us about your experiences in this country.
1: You know, but for me, I think the tea trails will be my forever highlight. You know, staying in the converted, planted colonial houses, you know, which are refurbished into very exclusive rooms. It's here where I think I first experienced tea culture to the max right so i was you know totally taken by surprise the first night when they asked me what tea i would like for baked tea and that's when they discovered that you know baked tea really is a time where when you wake up you are served tea when you're in bed so i love being able to tea out you know, the entire day from having baked tea to breakfast to lunch and then during tea time, right? And that, you know, the fact that you can make choices about the teas you want in advance and that, you know, you can think about your choices. I mean, that was really something that was quite an experience for me. Um, Then of course, you know, there's that Train ride to the tea plantations, which is for me has always been a very meditative journey, Uh, not to mention the majestic views as well. So, now Dilma was the reason why I visited Sri Lanka in the first place, and I think I couldn't have had a better introduction. Now, I love Sri Lanka, you know, and it's got so much undiscovered beauty. When I share with friends who are planning to visit Sri Lanka, I always advise them to not approach it with a Singaporean mindset, which is to want to visit as much as possible within a trip, but really just take time to enjoy region for what they can offer and to break it you know into different trips um, you know I've visited Sri Lanka many times and there are many things to love about it so for, personally for me I love the architecture designs by Jeffrey Bauer and uh, Sri Lanka has some really actually world-class hotel properties
0: you know quite personally many great F&B leaders in Singapore what do they all have in common?
1: But also, Food Cow as a company focuses on food and beverage businesses so for the 10 years we have been around, I've had the privilege to meet many great leaders. And I think during the pandemic, great leadership, you know, really takes on You know, a truer form of definition. Um, We've seen several examples where leaders would choose to cut their pay so that their staff could keep their jobs, knowing that they all have families to feed. And we've seen leadership teams that would fight to make the businesses work. You know, while trying to keep their staff on board. So I think a lot of times people look at creativity and the awards, which is always important and wonderful. But I think for great leaders, they are the ones who will think for the team, lead by example, and and are not afraid to make the unpopular choices for the
0: greater good. I understand you like Sri Lankan food. Are there restaurants in Singapore that you can experience the real taste of Sri Lankan cuisine?
1: So now when I first um, tried Sri Lankan food in Sri Lanka, I fell in love with hoppers and the black curry. And then when I returned to Singapore, I was distraught that none of it could be found. So thankfully, Chef Vichy, uh, who, was, uh, who owns a Chip by jowl restaurant and then now also Cloud Street and Kotua, he's a Sri Lankan chef who grew up in Australia. And he started to do special Sunday events where he cooked up a Sri Lankan feast. So that helped you know sort of placate my um, Sri-, Sri Lankan wanderlust palette a little and now just last year he finally opened up his third restaurant which is a Sri Lankan restaurant called Kotuwa you know it's a beautiful space very stylish and trendy and you know obviously has elevated home cooking Sri Lankan cuisine to a more refined level here you can find all the curries the kotu and of course the hoppers
0: G Radio brings you words of wisdom from men and women of achievement on VIP chat over a cuppa.